0: in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned, at the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us. So be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Luke, chapter four. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney.
1: Last week, we talked about uh, Jesus who returned From the wilderness, and he returned in the power of the Spirit. Remember, we pointed out that Jesus was born of the Spirit, that Jesus was baptized by John, and the Spirit came upon him. His life was ordered by the Spirit, Jesus was filled with the Spirit, Jesus was led by the Spirit. Jesus lived the Spirit-filled life. Everything he did, were you with me? Everything he did, every miracle, every sermon, every healing, everything he did, he did by the Spirit. John 5, 30, write it down. John 5, 30, I can do nothing apart from the Spirit I told you last week, do you mind? Indulge me. I tell you today, if Jesus could do nothing by the Spirit, neither can you. We can do nothing apart from the Spirit. Well, this morning, we got a lot to cover. So we come to the section where we see Jesus is serving tirelessly might i add in the spirit i titled this sermon the ministry of the messiah part 2 we pick up in luke chapter 4 and we pick up in verse 31 saints if you're looking at it say amen and then he went down to capernaum a city of galilee and he was teaching them on the sabbath and they were astonished on the sabbath With an S. I just saw that myself, as a matter of fact. That means week after week. Are you with me? He was teaching them. And they were astonished at his teaching. For his word was with what saints? authority. Now in the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon and he cried out with a loud voice saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in the midst, are you reading, it came out of him and it did not hurt him. And then they were all amazed and they spoke among themselves saying, what a word this is. For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. And the report about him went into every place in surrounding regions. Now in verse 38, he arose from the synagogue and he entered Simon's house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever and they made request of him concerning her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever and it left her and immediately she arose and she served them. Now in verse 40, when the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hands on, would you underline this in your neighbor's Bible, every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many crying out, saying, you are the Christ, the son of God. And he rebuking them did not allow them to speak for they knew that he was the Christ. Now, when it was day in verse 42, he departed and went into a deserted place and the crowd sought him and came to him. Now, mind you, Jesus is trying to get away and the crowd is finding him. They sought him. And they came to him and tried to keep him from leaving. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also because of this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. Saints, stop right there. Give me your attention. So Jesus comes down to Capernaum, which is a city in the Galilee. And he was teaching on the Sabbath and they were astonished at his teaching for his word was with authority. Now, remember I told you last week, are you listening? Give me your attention. Remember I told you last week that in the synagogue, there was this individual known as the ruler of the synagogue and the ruler of the synagogue, he had many duties. He had many tasks. Uh, One of his duties was to handle the schedule of the things that happened in the synagogue. Actually, there were several people working in synagogue. Uh, there was a gentleman who was in charge of the scroll in the synagogue and it, it was his job to lay out the scroll. So someone would read a text, he would lay out the scroll and someone would read a text and someone would expound upon it. And often when they expounded upon the text, they would quote other rabbis. And so they would say that Rabbi Hillel said this, and Rabbi Akiba said that, and they would quote as they were reading the scrolls. Are you with me? As they were reading the scrolls, they would quote various rabbis, and they would say, well, this rabbi said that, and this rabbi said that, and this rabbi says this. But well, when Jesus taught in the synagogues, the Bible said he taught with authority. Jesus would say to the Pharisees, don't you remember in the book of Matthew? Jesus would say to the Pharisees, you have heard as has been said, but I say to you. Things that make you go, hmm, can you imagine how shocking that was? Because they're so used to this rabbi said this and this rabbi said that and that rabbi said this and and there was no real authority. Because your opinion is just as good as mine. Opinions like noses. Everybody got one. So Jesus, he said, you have heard it hath been said. That's why he said that. Because they had heard a lot of stuff. But he said, but I say unto you. And he began to preach. You see, Jesus preached with authority and Jesus preached with simplicity. The one thing I love about Jesus is that he preached with simplicity. I love simple preaching. You know, the one thing is a blessing to me is that pre- people tell me that not only myself here at Calvary Chapel, but all the preachers. There's a lot of good Bible teachers at this church, and y'all should clap your hands for them because they work hard. <laughs> Yesterday, I was at the men's fellowship, and and um, I'll I just embarrass. And Peter Wilcox, uh, he did a wonderful teaching on First. Men, y'all were there. He did a wonderful, wonderful teaching on First Peter, and the simplicity of teaching the word of God. You know, so often nowadays, I don't know what is the deal, but there's so much preaching. I, you know, what? when I'm on Sunday mornings, I, I got a my TV is in my bedroom and I can flip it around into my bathroom. It's on the, like a little wall flippy thing. What They call that thing, whatever. And uh, so I'm it around and you know, I'm brushing my teeth and listen, you know, I like to like listen to preachers while I'm getting dressed. And I'm hearing all these preachers, y'all know what I'm talking about. I hear all this preaching and, and I don't understand a word they're saying. I really don't get it. And they're using all these big words nowadays. I'm just, I got a 12th grade education. I barely got out of high school. I can't handle that. And they're using all these big words and everything is so Deep it's so deep it's like oh and they're saying all this stuff and using all these big words and the ramification the pontification and the expiation and the sanctification of the soteriology and the eschatology and I'm like what did he just say and then they got a nerve the pan the audience And they pan the audience and everybody in the audience looking like, what did he just say? (laughs) You can tell when folks don't know what you're talking about. Well, then when that happens, you know what happens after that? Then the preacher says, oh, well, y'all just didn't get that. Y'all just didn't get that. Oh, that was just too deep. And oh, when you get mature enough, you'll get that. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, when you get mature enough, then you'll get it. That's not right. That's not right. And that's not what I see in the Bible. Jesus was a simple preacher. Everybody got it. And if you're teacher, preacher, Sunday school teacher, usher, reader, whatever you're doing, if you're teaching God's word and it's not simple, Ain't nothing wrong with the hearer, something wrong with you. Yeah, I said it. There's something wrong with you. Jesus was a simple preacher. And you know what? Everybody should come to church and get something out of it. I don't care if you're black, white, blue, or purple. I don't care if you're 8, 10, 80. You should get something out of it because the Word of God is a living Word of God and God's Word reaches every single person. I'm going to wait while you clap your hands. Isn't that the truth? Would somebody please tell the truth? Somebody tell the truth. Ain't nothing wrong with you. you hear hearing sermons, you're going, yeah, I just didn't really get it, and I'm not really, and what was that? And uh, You know, you should not walk away from a sermon. Yeah, every now and then something comes up and you just didn't really, really understand it. That's understandable. But when the bulk and the 90% of your sermon that you hear that you do not understand it, there is something wrong with the way it's being communicated. It is not something wrong with the way you're hearing it. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Don't y'all say amen. (laughs) Y'all like, yes, hallelujah. (laughs) Now you're preaching, (laughs) pastor. But I can tell you this. I know when I'm hearing something, it just ain't making sense. And to me, it sounds like wah, 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 wah. Jesus was simple. Bold kids like to just sit with him. Walking with the disciples, John chapter 15, read in your own time. Walking with disciples. He said, Disciples, hey, see, see the gate? Yeah. You see the grapes on the gate? Yeah. Disciples kind of had that clueless sound. You know, like I, don't, I, don't, I can't even buy clues. clue. It's like, you know, you see the gate? Yeah. See the gate? See the grapes on the gate? Yeah. See the vines? Yeah. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. And he who abides in me shall bear forth fruit, more fruit, much fruit. John 15. Jesus was simple. He used sheep to teach. He used goats to teach. He used um, he used anything that he could could, could use a sparrow and a vineyards and fields and lilies and all of these things. Jesus would teach so that people would learn. And when he spoke people listened, and it blew their minds. Look at verse 33. So Jesus raised, he was raised in Nazareth, and he shows up in Capernaum, and while he was teaching in the synagogue, a man of an unclean, are y'all with me? A man of an unclean demon cried out with a loud voice. Now, you gotta get the scene, okay? In the synagogue, men sat on one side, women sat on the other side. And in the synagogue, women sitting on the other side could not speak in the synagogue. So you come a long way, baby. Y'all come a long way. That's why in Paul, when he, when he talks about, you know, women talking to their husbands at home, it had nothing to do with, you know, um, you know, some superiority or inferiority of the woman and a man. That wasn't the point. The point was that the synagogue was set up, that the women sat over here and the men sat over there. And sometime when the women had a question, she would look over and she's sitting over here and he's sitting over there and, and, and she would say, hey, Harry, what do you mean by that? I didn't get it. And he goes, shh, woman, quiet. We'll talk about it at home. So so in, in the Bible, in the synagogue, the women would sit on one side, the men would sit on the other side, and somebody or some teacher is sitting in the middle, and the people are standing. Don't you remember just last week, Jesus was just done teaching in Isaiah chapter 61, and then, get this, while in the synagogue, here's a scene, an unclean spirit comes walking in the church and says, let us alone. Now, in the original Greek, listen, stay with me here. In the original Greek language, it reads, let us alone is the Greek letters A-E, A-E, it would be pronounced ha, ha. So it's almost like the demon is with this demonic voice and he's saying ha, what have we to do with thee, Jesus of Nazareth, who are you? Did you come and destroy us now, not now, wait. That's my demon voice. Now my question is, now mind you, they're in church are y'all with me? And the demon walks in, you know what ah, were ah, ah, you doing, Jesus? Ah. That's my demon voice. My question is, where were the ushers? Renee, I just want to know where the ushers were. That's all. <laughs> I just want to know where the ushers. Let me tell you, let me tell y'all something. Let me just tell you. Tell you. Do not try that here, okay? Because if you get crazy, we're going to have to take you out. We're going to take you out. I'm just trying to keep it real for you. We'll put you out there on 1010 in a minute. Because if we can't have all that, I don't know. I ain't in all that. So my question is, where were the ushers? Now we read this, So we read this, and you know, we read it all nice, like, you know, you know, what, you know, what let us alone. What have we to do in verse 34? What do we have to do with thee, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come and destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of Israel. It really doesn't read that way. There's actually a demonic voice there that's being carried. And notice in verse 35, Jesus, notice in verse 35, Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet, or if you're taking notes, In your margin, in your Bibles, you can write, be muzzled. Be muzzled, Jesus said, and come out. And Jesus says simply, shut up and get out. Isn't that interesting? I find it interesting. Listen, some of y'all will know what I'm talking about. I find it interesting that Jesus didn't go through any gyrations to get the demon out. Y'all know? He didn't go through any gyrations to get it. You know, anybody ever been in one of those services where the demon and they casting demons out? It's just weird. And the preacher, you know, the people, you know, they. Well, if you if you want a demon cast out, come on up front, as if there's like a whole bunch of people thinking, "Yep, I got a demon. I'm coming down." <laughs> Come on down. It's like okay. It's kinda odd. And um so and then the, and then it's always this, you know, you know, this gyrations and all this emotionalism of, you know, the demon and the guy's up there and he's crying and whatever and the pastor's like getting his hand ready. It's almost like something spiritual's happening in that hand, man, you know. Okay. Ah, and now, and he grabs the guy with the hand, oh, in the name of Jesus. Ah. <laughs> and by the time he's done with that, It's like, you know what? I forgot I had a demon, and now I just have a headache. Can I get a witness? Does anybody know what? Do I need to go further? I was like, what is this? Jesus didn't do any of that. Jesus just simply said, shut up and come out. One of my favorite stories in the Bible, in the interest of time, I do not have time to read it, but I want you to read Acts, in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 17. It's a great story of these seven boys who were exorcists. They're living in Ephesus, and these seven boys are, they're actually uh, exorcists, like I said, and, and, and their father's name is, anybody know their father's name? Sceva, very good. It's the seven sons of Sceva. And, and these guys, they're, they're, following, they're following Paul around and, 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 and Paul and the apostles around. And Paul and the apostles are, are going about and they're casting out demons in the name of Jesus. And these boys make the mistake to think are you listening? These boys make the mistake to think that using the name of Jesus is all you need to do. They think it's a formula. So they decide they're going to go out and do some demon casting out. And they're going to start name dropping. So they go out and they run into a demon. Mistake. They run into a demon and they walk up to the demon and they say, we cast you out in the name of of the Jesus that Paul preaches. And the demon looked at them and said, Paul I know, Jesus I know, but who are you? (laughs) And let me tell y'all something right now. If the demon starts asking me who I am, it's time for Rodney to get on the bus. Anybody know what I, are you with me my people? It's time to get on the bus. Paul, I know. (laughs) Jesus, I know. But who are you? The Bible says the demons came out of the man, mission accomplished, came out of the man, but went into them. (laughs) And stripped them naked, and they went running through the streets naked. And I'm sure this made Ephesus headline news. Today they would have wound up on Larry King. Well, now tell me, what does it feel like uh, running through the streets naked, filled with demons? Well, tell me, how did all that happen? Interesting, interesting story. So notice the demons say to Jesus, I know who you are. You are the son of God. I know who you are. In verse 34, are you looking at it? Verse 34, if you're looking at it, say, I'm looking at it. I know, the demons say, I know who you are. You are the holy one of God. God and notice Jesus didn't say oh 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 thank you thank you thanks Jesus didn't say that he just said shut up Jesus doesn't even receive anything from the enemy even if it's true and he didn't write a book about his experiences in, 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 demons, and and with demons and and it became a bestseller The demon just threw the guy. The man goes sailing through the air and he plops down in the middle of the room. The demon came out and the man wasn't hurt. Notice in verse 36, they were again amazed and said, what a word is this? For with power and authority, he commands unclean spirits and they come out. Now listen, if this happened in your house, you should freak out. You should. Now I know my following comments. There are some people who completely disagree with it, but I'll say with anyway, I got to tell you that I don't want anything to do with demons. Can you say a better amen than that? I don't want anything to do with demons. And unfortunately, there are ministries out there that they call themselves deliverance ministries. Anybody heard of them? They're deliverance ministries, and their whole purpose and their whole aim is demon hunting, So there's these ministries, these Christians who put on their demon hunting hats and they go looking for this kind of stuff. And they're looking under every rock and every tree and they're looking for demons. Don't get me wrong. I'm not afraid of demons, but I'm not looking for them either. And if you've been in the presence of a really demon-possessed person, you won't want to ever be in that situation again. I'll tell you quickly, I have been in the presence of a really demon-possessed person. Uh, a couple called me one night at 11 o'clock, and, and this was years ago, about, about uh, let's see, was the church almost 14 years old? It was probably about 11 years ago, 11, 12 years ago. And and I was, I. they called me, they told me, they said, my daughter's demon-possessed. And I, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. 11, 12 years ago, I was green in the ministry. I'm black now, but I was green. <laughs> okay. If, if y- y'all knew that, I, I just wanted to make sure y'all was clear. <laughs> and so... I was green in the ministry. They called me up. They said, my daughter's even possessed. I get over to their house. I don't know what to do. I'm scared too. Shoot, they said, well, go on in there. I said, you go first.
0: You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time.